You're listening to Inspiration for Ministry, a podcast by Newbold that supports students who are taking their ministerial training. Now, some of you might still be considering only the career in ministry. Others are well on the way of reaching their dreams, and some others are maybe still sitting on the fence. No matter your place in this, this program is for you. My name is Daniel Pushkash, and I sit down with some amazing people who are going to share parts of their inspiring journeys with us. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Inspiration for Ministry. Today, we have with us Pastor Adam Ramdin, and he is Youth Director at North England Conference here in the BUC. So, uh, Adam has been working as evangelist, Bible worker, Youth Director, Pastor. And Adam, welcome uh, to Inspiration for Ministry, and at least virtually, welcome here to Newbold. Thank you very much. It's good to be here. Thanks for the invitation. And yeah no thank you thank you also so basically just wanted to ask you for how long have you been working as a pastor in general in general as a pastor in the north england conference since 2008 mm-hmm. prior to that i had worked i worked in the in the united states as an evangelist since 2004 or five so if you if you put that under the bracket of a pastor, then you'd, I'd go back to 2004-5 in the, in the UK as a pastor since 2008. All right. Well, so international experience, basically. Yeah. Not just in yeah. one country. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's brilliant. So can you tell us a little bit maybe about uh, your ministry at, at this point? So we know that COVID has changed a lot of things, but maybe if you want to share with us, what's your focus now? Sure. I mean, working as a youth director, uh, the events include you know, summer camps and sports events and youth training, youth leaders training and things like that. That's typical calendar that it would involve. Last year, that all changed with COVID and basically the whole year calendar got cancelled uh, from March onwards. So that was a challenge uh, to kind of re-motivate and, and replan. So we moved everything online and, you know, we started doing uh, life skills classes online. We started doing Bible studies online, a book club online. We did church online and socials, and we just tried to do as much as we could during the first lockdown to keep people spiritually engaged with the church. Uh, We've kind of toned down now that people are kind of a little bit more worn out of online stuff, but we've transitioned more this year to do more training events online as opposed to just holding, you know, daily programs, so to speak. So we tried to keep an active online presence and, and, and train people in, in youth ministry and online digital ministry during, during the lockdown. hasn't been easy. It's got its challenges, but every workplace has had its challenges during this time, so we're no, we're no different. Yeah, it's just time to be creative, I guess, <laughs> in a different way. Yeah. 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 And resilient, too, because it's, it, it's tough as well when you have all your plans that get thrown down. It's you know, creativity is there, but you've got to just have some determination and resilience to to press on, even though, you know, you're probably a little bit down yourself that you haven't been able to do what you normally do or meet with who you normally meet with in in, in the way that you, you, you would like to. Mm, mm, mm. Well, we know that also for our students here, it's a completely different experience now when everything is online. So resilience is definitely one of the key terms that is being used for quite a few months. Mm. So, yeah. Adam, so since you have such a, well, I would say broad experience, both uh, for the years that you have been working as a pastor and in different roles and also uh, internationally, and and having all of that in mind, we are having that main part of the conversation when it comes to um, inspiration and support. So for the first part is basically your 
reason, your story, uh, why would you say uh, to the world that being a pastor, working in the ministry in whatever capacity is the best thing in the world? It's the best thing in the world if you're called to be a pastor. And I believe that the calling of a pastor is a, is a high, um, noble and enjoyable calling. And if that's where God's calling you, it's the best place to be. I would never recommend it to anyone who, who didn't feel called. Uh, God can call us to various types of ministry. I mean, I believe every church member is called to minister. Um, it's just that a pastor is doing it in a full-time uh, capacity, in a paid capacity, and they're also in a position of leadership to train other people. And so in that sense, with greater responsibility comes, you know, comes more, there, there's more opportunities as well. And it's, it's, I've thoroughly enjoyed my ministry. And I believe that when, when you are, I had it put to me once by someone that when you find a job that you enjoy, and, and this is more from a, I guess, a more worldly, you know, less spiritual standpoint, when you find a job you enjoy, you don't have to work again in the sense that you're you're just enjoying your work and when i believe when you put that in in a spiritual sense when you find a job that you're called to do it doesn't even though yeah there's, there's hard days there's tough days ultimately you you know you 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 enjoy it because the greatest pleasure i believe of being a pastor is to see other people make decisions that will positively change their life for eternity mm -hmm. And as a pastor, you get to see that. It's always good to be involved in a, in a job where you, you help people. You know, mm. uh, all, There's all types of um, careers where you're helping people. You know, it could be a nurse or a doctor or a social worker where you're, you know, you're seeing change in people's life. But I believe a pastor is seeing change. And the decisions that are made that they see have not just, you know, don't just better people's lives down here, but it has eternal, eternal significance. And I don't think we should ever lose sight of the fact that it's a, it's, it's, it's a role where you, you know, you're, you're working in a spiritual realm that has eternal internal mm. outcomes mm. thanks for that maybe just to add something uh, because of your experience so far especially for those who are only entering the ministry uh, what would you say is that difference between being like a local pastor and now being in position of uh, being director of the department you're director so is there any difference that you experienced in that uh, you know change of the role there is difference because obviously your day-to-day -day work changes. A pastor is more of a a day-to-day -day job. You know, you're, you're doing things on a daily daily basis, a weekly basis. Obviously, you're you're strategizing and planning for your local church. But there's a lot of things that come up where you just you go to visit people on a weekly basis, Bible studies on a weekly basis, plan the weekly calendar, um, and, and just minister to people's you know e everyday ongoing needs. When working in a conference department, is slightly different. It's just as busy, but it's a different type of busyness. You're working more strategically, more with a big picture view, more with a kind of uh, a perspective for the whole area, the whole region. And you're doing events that appeal to broader people. You're doing training that, you know, spreads broadly across the territory. So it's a different type of busyness, but it's, 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 it's just as just as enjoyable and just as busy. Some people have the idea that, you know, the further they look up the ladder, that people work less and less, which is <laughs> the, the further you go up the ladder, you realize, you know, none of those ideas are true. There, there's just as much work at each stage level of the church. It's just a different type of work. And, uh, um, and it can be just as enjoyable. Mm. Um, Mm. No, no, thanks for that, because I believe that sometimes people don't, don't know, you know, precisely because everyone is a pastor, you're, you're still a pastor, even though mm -hmm. you're working in the conference. So it's, thanks a lot for, for sharing that. I don't know if maybe if, if it's fair to say, uh, would you agree that a person working in a local church has a little bit more personal contact with, you know, people? Oh, for sure. Or, for sure. Yeah. They're, 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 they're touching. They're in, they're, they have the, in a sense, the authority or the uh, or the opportunity to you know you've got direct access to go to members homes you know mm -hmm. there's your members you go visit them you go to the hospital you visit you, you you're, you're in church on a sabbath 
once you go to a conference level, you know, you kind of go into the church at the invitation of the pastor. So it's, you know, you kind of, you're in the churches every week, but it's, it's not your church. It's not your pulpit. It's not your church members in a sense directly. So it's slightly more disconnected um, from in the personal lives of the church members. And so that is a difference. And some people prefer the pastoral ministry. They just prefer, you know, this is my church. I'll be there for four years and I'll really connect with these guys. And, 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 you know, and they prefer that level of intimacy may, maybe would be the word, um, as opposed to a little bit more, um, disconnected, so to speak, where the conference level, you work with a smaller group of people, but then you kind of, yeah, mm. it filters so, down. I, I guess it's fair to say maybe because you started with that calling, it's it's a different type of maybe calling that uh, different people would have. For example, someone is really people person, you know, like, you know, people oriented and they would love to be doing visitations all the time. Someone mm-hmm. else is like you mentioned, more strategic, maybe they, they yeah. like to do yeah. more of that. So it's, it's interesting that in ministry, there are opportunities for people to express their own different, you know, personality skills and all of that. Yeah. 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 It's true. And I think everyone should know, have an idea what their skills are and, not every not every opportunity is 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 your calling and mm. you don't have to you don't even have to walk through every opportunity that the brethren think you should because you know you you need to in a sense know what your skills and gifts and talents are and yeah mm. know, know where god can best use you no, thanks for that. Thanks for that. So the second part of the conversation is directed more towards that uh, idea of support um, rather than ministry being only this, you know, uh, idyllic uh, image that everything is going well and, you know, you preach your sermon and then everyone else, you know, they accept that and they transform their life and all of that. Very often it happens that a pastor faces a challenge that is uh, asking them, you know, um, to see how how to face that challenge that is going to address their calling the ministry at that point and so on. So for those kind of um, um, times, maybe, do you have some kind of uh, advice, suggestion, how should the person go through those challenges? Uh, just to clarify the challenge, the challenge of questioning your calling or questioning... So, yeah, it's, it's a little bit broad, but basically, whatever it might be, I like to use that idea of the wall. So, you know, basically, mm-hmm. when you hit the wall, whatever it might be, but it's something that you uh, you were not expecting once you stepped into the ministry because many many times we expect that things are just going to go smoothly and God is going to do amazing things uh, with us and through us, right? But then something happens that, in a way, uh, destabil- destabilizes you in, in that kind of an idea, if that makes sense. Hmm. I think it's always remembering what the, what the big picture is in, in the moments of the small crisis, smaller, smaller day-to-day crisis. Mm-hmm. Just the same, I think, when you're a student at, at, at you know, university, you know that you, you, you've decided to go there. Your big goal is to get your bachelor's or to get your master's. And then you take a class and you, you, know, you, you do bad on a quiz or you don't do well on an exam. It... it you still press on. You're like, well, you know, I'm still here to get the bachelor's. I'm still here to get the master's. This was a blip in the road and I'm going to keep going. You keep your eyes in a sense on the bigger goal at the end. Mm-hmm. And I think the same thing in, is true in a, in a church setting or a ministry setting. You go through a rough patch. It's like, well, you know, things may not be going as, as I intended for them to go right now. Mm-hmm. I trust that God has a, has a purpose in this and I'm going to ask him to teach me through this process. Mm-hmm. Um, and, 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 and to see, you know, where, you know where you know where i stand with him but to keep my eyes on the, on the big picture of his calling on my life there's a quotation from um uh you see the publishing ministry or cold water ministry that i memorized many years ago and it says uh, essentially the the sentence says this as canvases or evangelists so it kind of doesn't say the word passes but canvases mm-hmm. and evangelists same kind of thing it says 
you may not have um, the success you pray for. But then it says, but God, no, our, it says our reward is not dependent upon our seeming success, but upon the spirit in which the work is done. As canvassers or evangelists, you may not have the success you prayed for, but remember that you do not know and cannot measure the result of faithful effort. Mm. And it, that, that's stuck with me many times. You know, you don't always have the success or you don't always have the events turnout or, or the local church turnout or, or whatever as you planned it to turn out. But it says our reward is not dependent on how we think the success is. And this is talking about our personal reward. Our reward is dependent upon the spirit in which we do the work. Mm. And, you know, we, we're called to have a spirit of humility, a spirit of teachability, a spirit of love for the people, love for God. And, you know, it's not about being the biggest pastor or having the biggest church or having the most baptisms. Mm. That's not, in a sense, what, what you know, we'll get a heavenly reward for. It's about having a spirit that's in tune with, with God. Mm. And I don't need to tell you all the people in the Bible that had ministries that were in human senses, not a success, but yet we, we look back on their lives and say they were successful because of mm. the character of who they were. Mm. Mm. Just to add to that, uh, because that's really, in a way, um, with also going back to what we what you started with, it depends on that calling that you received from God, and in a way, God uh, reigniting that fire, so to say, keeping that going. Um, what would you say the role of other people is in that? You know, as in a way of support, some kind of a mentor, maybe uh, who should, uh, especially younger pastors, those who only step into the ministry, maybe uh, rely on. Is it on the colleagues? Is it on the church members? Is it on the conference leaders? I know what would be your your experience. Mm, good question. Um, it, it is good to have someone who's a mentor. It doesn't always have to be an official. Hey, can you be my mentor? But you've got a, a, a minister who's senior to you. Mm who you kind of get counsel from and you know i'm going through this issue what would you do and you know just someone you can bounce ideas off and you know as best as possible if, if it's someone that you can be in a sense be friends with so that the mentorship is in a in a more casual setting than it is a you know this is now a formal mentoring session kind of thing but you know it's just someone you can bounce ideas of hey i'm going through this challenge in my church what do you think and they're able to you know give you input and guidance and i think it's good to have that at the same time i think it's also good for you even as a young minister to seek to be a mentor to someone else because as you're mentoring someone else you are learning by the questions you get asked of yourself mm. which causes you to have to reflect it causes you to have to be in you know analysis and analyzing what you're going through and what the other person's going through so i think mentorship as much as possible should always be a two-way street not that you're mentoring another minister necessarily but it could be you know obviously your elders your youth leaders or other people that you kind of you're just seeking to be a uh, intentional mentor too and you know you're seeking mentorship from other people too so it's there's a it's a two-way street mm -hmm. adam thanks a lot that that's brilliant uh, i hope that for those of you who are listening and who are watching this program that you have heard a lot of good useful adv uh, advice also and inspirational parts so that you can further explore your calling that you feel in your heart that god is placing in front of you Adam, again, thanks a lot for your time today. And for the rest of you, see you next time. Bye-bye for now. Thank you. <laughs>